Hello, everybody. It is another Meathead Hippie podcast, and I am your host, Emily Schramm. If you are new to me, I am so glad you're here. If you are old to me, I'm so glad you're still here, too. I love doing this. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, personal trainer, coach. I am evolving and changing, hopefully, as much as you are. I feel like... (laughs) a new person every day. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's an exhausting thing. But really, I just simply want to share my story and share interviews and pieces of information that can truly help you feel empowered. And one of the most empowering things that I think I've done yet uh, with the work that I love to do is the Body Awareness Project. And so today is really just a badass clip from one of my guests, Stephanie Rome about PCOS, carb tolerance, supplements for PCOS, maybe acne that's being caused by PCOS or acne in general, some of the systems and mechanisms in play that might be going on when we're looking at healing our skin. And this was taken from the skin course because PCOS and skin is so intertwined. So a lot of times as females with maybe higher androgens or higher testosterone, we end up imbalancing quite a bit of other things. And so we it manifests in symptoms of acne on our face. And so I just thought it would be a really good sneak peek of just it's shorter, 15 minutes interview, interview style. This was a video that we did, but we also pulled the audio so that you guys can just get some good awareness. I am obsessed with the Body Awareness Project because it is truly a collective of people who demand more from demand more for you, right? So you have to demand it for yourself, but we are the advocates trying to teach you and educate you. This is a continuing education unit. So this is a CEU. All of them are. So part one, which was skin, part two, which is adrenal repair. We are currently filming part three, which is gut and digestion, which I cannot wait. You'll get a lot of sneak peeks. We've done sneak peeks before. So if you want more of this, just scroll through my podcast and look for the Body Awareness Project. I know we did um, a few on sleep and stress and adrenals and for the entrepreneur, lots of little tidbits that I think are going to be incredibly helpful in your journey. But of course, if you ever want to just really experience this full on, go follow Body Awareness Project on Instagram and then go check out the courses, www.thebodyawarenessproject.com. And part three will be on its way soon. So I'm excited. It's been fun to get back into these interviews and do the work that I've been doing. And I think in general, when I look at what I love to do the most, even though my life is a shit show, <laughs> it truly is teaching you guys. And I I don't know, sometimes you listen to yourself from like a year ago. We filmed this a year ago. I'm like, God, I'm a different human. Like, I hope I've changed, right? And then when we're in the middle of the change, we're like, this is terrifying. This is so scary. Uh, A little bit of recap before we dig into this with Stephanie before I hit uh, go. I just wanted to talk about a little bit of the guilt thing. We, you know, addressed it and I hope that resonated with you guys. My last podcast was basically a monologue about guilt and how we have to let go of that shit because it's 
controlling our life and really noticing how much is showing up. Today, I am taking a full social media detox because I just needed to, and I might just continue it for the rest of the week because I had been traveling. I went to Herb Farm. It was incredible to just get my hands on the herbs and see them grow the herbs that I take in their tinctures and watch them literally take this calendula, these flowers, these gorgeous flowers with orange beautiful orange flowers that come out and then they take the flowers and then they do all this crazy classification, make sure it's good, make sure it's organic, make sure it's high quality. They clean it, of course, and then they press it and they add alcohol. It's incredible. It's like, it's all there. And I just, once again, I think I talked about this in a podcast before when I was organizing all my herbs, when I first moved into my house, I got so overwhelmed. I felt like something was sitting on my chest and I was going to have a panic attack. It was so much. Like I was just organizing herbs. I probably had 45 herbs on my table, putting them in mason jars, making sure they're sealed and alphabetized, alphabetized in alphabetical order. And I felt like I was just going to cry. I didn't know what it was. And I realized, oh my gosh, there's so many energetic properties around me. And some of them are for uppers and downers and you know, calmers and sleepers. And I just, my body was like, oh shit, you are such an empath. I just like took it all in. But imagine that at Herb Farm when they have gallons, gallons, I'm not kidding you, thousands of gallons of ashwagandha and cramp bark and willow bark and calendula. It was like, oh my God, how do people work here? And then I was joking with Alexis, who I did a podcast with, and she's like, you know what herb that is? It's for, like, to protect yourself. It's all about yarrow. So anyway, I thought that was really funny. I wanted to share that with you because I had said that in a podcast before. Uh, Besides that, I'm just filming Body Awareness Project. I am just working on being more still. I have just been really tired and really understanding again that adrenal dysfunction is something I'm always prone to and I'm really listening to my body about to compete in Olympic lifting me on Saturday. And so the more that amped up last week was also when my travel was. So just knowing that we're all in this kind of learning phase and evolution and growth together. And that's a really good thing, right? Sometimes we forget, but again, it's a really good thing. Okay. I'm going to stop rambling. This is all about PCOS, about kind of really seeing some natural remedies. This is Stephanie Rome, the keenest on Instagram. She's wonderful and definitely a part of part three digestion and gut health because it is something we both really, really love. And we cannot wait to bring that to you. And, um, here we go. (laughs) I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Okay, just so I have it, and I know that this is just such a huge topic, I really want to dial into PCOS recap, even though we've addressed it in other videos, so people just start digging, because there's definitely great stuff, but why PCOS causes that kind of acne, and how we can take a very natural approach to healing PCOS without having to go onto the pill. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just for like everyone in case they like don't exactly know what we're talking about, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is actually a metabolic disorder um, with hormonal imbalance. And so it's called a syndrome instead of like a disease because it's really just a set of 
signs and symptoms. Mm. Um, and a syndrome can have like many different causes, which makes it kind of complicated to treat. Mm. Um, so in order to treat it, I think we need to look at like each one's root cause. So like, why is she not ovulating or why are her androgens high? Or like, why does she have metabolic issues like high insulin? Um, and so I think that the diagnosis is confusing and overwhelming for people mm. because it's not something that you can like, just, it's not like a textbook thing, right? Like, yeah. like somebody with PCOS might have elevated androgens. Whereas like for me, mine is more, um, the metabolic piece and the absent or irregular period. So it's not like it looks the same for every woman, mm. which is why it's kind of complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. So in just in general, most symptoms of acne with PCOS, mainly coming from the high testosterone that we talked about yeah. and also the low progesterone that we talked about. Yes, and high insulin because the testosterone or the insulin driving the testosterone or just blood sugar issues. So I think just diving into, let's talk about nutritional changes, mm -hmm. lifestyle changes, and then supplements, nutritional changes. We've just, we've addressed this a lot, but really monitoring carbohydrates for your activity level. And that's going to be very different. Some people, it might be, so I I don't like keto for women very much, but around 50 grams of carbs are a very low carb diet. For yeah. some women, it might be 150 grams of carbs if they're still active and still working out. Is that what kind of the range that you would say, give or take? Yeah, give or take. I mean, I, I think I mentioned earlier that like, I do believe that we all have our own unique carb tolerance. So yeah. with PCOS in particular, like, I think that particularly with more conventional treatments, it's like get on the pill or get on metformin or go super low carb. And it's like, but it doesn't give you enough like information yeah. to really implement that. And so for some women going too low carb can just set them up for like binge behavior, right? Where they're just mm -hmm. going so low carb, it's like stressing their adrenals mm -hmm. and then they just eat a bunch of sugar and it's like, the vicious cycle of binge or strict. Yeah. So um, it's hard to say like an exact number on carbs, but I do think in general, a lower carb diet is effective. And I like to think of just getting your carbs from like fibrous. I like to like call it like protein, fat, fiber, instead of protein, fat, carbs, because mm -hmm. it's really like, we're trying to get a lot of veggies in there, not necessarily the other carbs like grains and flour products and stuff. For sure. So regulating carbohydrates and just making sure simple ways to do it. If you don't want to do a meal plan or if you don't want to count is if you get sleepy after a meal, then we might have a little too much. If yeah. we get, um, I think if we had too little, it would be if you see yourself emotionally kind of just getting exhausted or not getting through workouts very well, um, not being able to sprint is for me as a CrossFitter, that's like, okay, I definitely am craving carbohydrates after a CrossFit workout or just like really the binge thing is perfect. I'm so glad you said that. Like I am depriving myself so much that all I can think about is chocolate and food like oatmeal and bread and I can't stop thinking about it then just add more carbohydrates and just try to figure out what is best for you um and, and use a nutritionist to help if if needed I want to talk about the exercise piece for PCOS and how high intensity interval training is so great for insulin sensitivity yeah. um you know I think we all know exercise is great for our 
neurotransmitters and our happiness. But what a lot of people don't realize is getting your heart rate up really high can actually make you more responsive to insulin, meaning you don't have to use as much. Uh, do you suggest it five to six days a week? What is kind of your ballpark for people? Yeah. I mean, I think like high intensity interval training is fantastic. Um, but with PCOS, I think that we just have to be careful that you're also not driving elevated cortisol. So Mm -hmm. if you can do like high intensity stuff, so say you were doing like a sprint walk thing, right? Maybe do it for like 10 or 15 minutes. It's not like do it for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I think scientifically it only needs to be seven minutes in order for it to have an effect. So that's, yeah, that's a great point because so many people that do have insulin issues also have adrenal issues. So making sure we're not just like laying on the floor after you should feel energized after your workout no headaches, not depleted. Yes. You should feel happy. Happy hormones is what we want after we work out. Like I think going, like if you feel like after a workout, you need to like go home and lay down or take a nap or something like that's Mm -hmm. definitely showing us that you've overdone it. For sure. Um, yeah. Like after a workout, you should feel like more like, like you should feel rejuvenated, more energized. Like feel like you can tackle the day, not like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. I want to eat everything in sight and go take a nap. Yep. For sure. Which Um, I have drove myself to the wall many times and I've learned the hard way. Uh, and as far as supplements for PCOS, just to kind of wrap this up, I know for me, if there's somebody, you know, like you said, some people have high androgens or high testosterone, which is something I struggle with. I've seen really great results of vitamin A and resveratrol mm-hmm. and then also liver support. Like for me, it's glutathione or, um, NAC, yeah, for sure. And I, but for you, what's if you not don't necessarily have the you know the hair growth or the high androgens? What's another? What's some other great supplements that you feel like are kind of a must for those that have PCOS? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, definitely magnesium, and that's really something that I recommend for just anyone who needs hormone balancing. I mean, for the most part, so many of us are deficient in magnesium, and it can be a game changer. You know, just taking a bit of like magnesium citrate or magnesium glycinate at night. Yeah. Um, I recommend citrate for those who are like more prone to constipation and glycinate for those who do not need any kind of stool stuff, like softening effect. Okay, great. Inositol is huge for PCOS. Um, It improves insulin sensitivity and also helps with follicle development. So it's really useful for um, women who have anovulatory cycles. Mm. Um, I'm obsessed with berberine for this. Berberine's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I just caution long-term use of berberine. It does have antimicrobial properties. Mm. Yeah. Cause it can be used for like candida overgrowth even. Yep. Exactly. So, um, I use berberine and I think it's really effective, but, um, I try to do like, I, I cycle it. So like I'll do three months on and then like at least a week off. Okay. That's great to know. So it's just, it's good to, berberine's a little bit more of like a, um, therapeutic thing. So I think it's good to work with someone on it versus just like magnesium. It's like, you can take that all like the rest of your life. No worries. Yeah. Um, and then N-acetylcysteine, we mentioned that. That's great for inflammation, promoting detox, sensitizing your insulin receptors. So whether you're using that or glutathione, I think either one. For sure. And I do think if you have a hard time methylating, yeah. if you do know glutathione doesn't necessarily translate to your body reading it. So I, I see better results with precursors to glutathione, like NAC or acetylcholine. Um, 
than just jumping into straight glutathione. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just totally depends on the person for that one. For sure. And then I always recommend vitamin D. I mean, it's best to get, um, if you can, it's so easy to just like slap that onto a blood test, just ask your doctor and figure out what your levels are. Because I do think that supplementation should be tailored to where you're at. So if you're super low, um, like at 20 or something, then you could probably um, go higher on your dosage. Whereas if you're already at like, say 40, then you probably just need like a little bit of a maintenance dose. Okay. So um, optimal levels of vitamin D are like somewhere between, I mean, there's a little bit of different opinions, but like call it somewhere between like 40 and 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what I, you find as well? Or? Yeah. I, I mean, I try to get mine as close to 90 as I can <laughs> just because I, I have overachiever. I know I am. <laughs> I just have such a sensitivity to like, I, if I don't get sunshine, um, or if I don't take a D3 or actually both, I have to do both because we're in Colorado. I just get severe depression. It's just like insane how not depression right away, but if I forget a couple of days of D3, it's so dramatic on my, on my health. And so just mental health alone is the reason I stay pretty high. So if somebody has seasonal sadness or really dark lows or drops, which I do feel like is so common with like hormones and mental health, just how connected those are. Uh, I just think don't be afraid to do some therapeutic dosing of D3. For sure. Um, And I actually did some gene testing and found that I have a gene mutation that um, makes it so that I don't, um, like I don't kind of hold on to the D3 very well. And so it's like, basically the the doctor I spoke to was like, you'll just have to supplement forever. I mean, you'll just, always have to supplement, which is, I mean, it's fine, right? It's pretty easy. And it's so important, particularly for your hormones, but your immune system, your mood, everything. So I think vitamin D is a important one. Um, along with a liver, a liver supplement, Mm. um, just to make sure that, um, if you do feel like all the stuff that we've been talking about with liver, if you feel like that resonates with you, then maybe just doing a little bit of a, um, liver repair, liver, um, boosting herbal support can be really helpful. So, so powerful. Okay. We're going to wrap up with you, Steph, because all of this is, it's just amazing. I can't even, there's so much information we just dove into. And I really want to talk a little bit more about you and your personal story and also your personal skincare routine, which could be the supplements you take or the actual products. Um, But for you, you know, the whole body awareness project, helping people become aware of your body and appreciating it. And I think for me, that's how I learned how to love it. And so I would love to know a little bit about your story of if there was a moment or a couple of moments where you were like, wow, my body is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it kind of goes back to that story that I mentioned at the beginning, you know, about like my um, transition off of the pill and just starting to work with a natural practitioner who just completely opened my eyes to just the fact, like the, just the amazing ability of our body, like our, our body is able to heal itself if we just let it. Right. Yeah. And so I was, um, like at the time, I mean, I was like in my mid twenties, so it's kind of understandable in a sense, but I mean, I was like over exercising, under eating, partying, drinking a ton, staying up late, like basically doing everything that is like a no-no if you have PCOS (laughs) or (laughs) hormonal imbalance. 
clients. Um, and so when I was working with this naturopath, she kind of just like open or basically just like showed me that my, um, my PCOS wasn't like my fault. Right. And my body wasn't like betraying me in any way. I didn't like cause it necessarily. It was just that it's kind of like your body's giving you these like really, really loud signals mm-hmm. through like whether it's acne or whether it's not having a period in my case, or my skin was breaking out with teeny little bumps everywhere. There was like so many like sirens going off and I just like, wasn't listening until she kind of was like, look, like these are all just signs and we just have to work on healing. And, um, ultimately like I no longer have any of that. I mean, I'll always have PCOS and I'll always be like working to manage. Um, like if I were to just start eating donuts for breakfast and not exercising and, you know, drinking all the time, I'm sure I would get my symptoms back. Mm -hmm. But, um, once you learn to manage them, it's like, it's amazing how like your body just responds so quickly and like you yeah, loving it and yeah. giving it like what it needs. Oh, so great. Seriously, just thank you for being a part of this project in general. You are wonderful. I can't wait to get feedback for this because a lot of people need to hear this information and I'm just lucky that you were able to join us. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks for including me. Of course, it's the same. I mean, we have plenty more conversations to be had. Thank you guys for listening again, seriously, just enjoy the free things that we offer on the Body Awareness Project Instagram. You're going to love it. Uh, If you have topics you want me to cover, interviews you want me to have, I listen, email us, support at emilyschramm.com. I would tell you about my amazing Empirica supplement line, but we are so backordered that it's causing me anxiety. So uh, really excited about all the things that are happening. You can join my Facebook group. You can join uh, my newsletter. You can do all of that through emilyschramm.com. And once again, thank you guys for listening.